What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Wonder Podcast. My name is Alex Stevenson, and my prayer is that you would wake up refreshed each day in awe and wonder of our Almighty God. I am so thankful that you are here, that you are tuning in to this podcast, and um, really today, I want to start this this podcast with uh, something that the Lord has been teaching me in my life, and winning back the awe and wonder in different areas of my life, and um, today, one of the areas that the Lord has really been knocking on my heart with the last week or two is this topic and struggle of confidence, um, this struggle of confidence in Almighty God and allowing our trust in Him not just to penetrate our minds, but also to penetrate our hearts. And that's definitely a battle and something I've been wrestling with over these last few weeks. And maybe you're here too, and you're listening to that, and you look at your life and you're like, you know what? I am underconfident. I am struggling transferring the, the knowledge I know about God, because that's the reality is that a lot of us as Christians, um, and a lot of you who have grown up in church, who's grown up in a Christian context, have a lot of head knowledge about God, but the struggle oftentimes can be that we have a lot of head knowledge, but we struggle to transfer it to our hearts. And I know that's been something I have struggled with recently in my life. But before we start, um, and before I dive into the Word, um, I want to pray for us. Um, that this time would not be from my own accord, or these words wouldn't be from myself, but they would be from our true Father who is in heaven. And so, Father, we come to you right now in desperate need of you. Oh, Christ Jesus, Lord. Have mercy on me, for I am a sinner. And God, would you speak truth into my life? Would you speak truth into into the lives of everyone who's listening to this podcast, God? And I pray that it would bless them and that, God, you, during this time, would change their hearts and you would do something truly supernatural. Would you do that in their lives, but also in mine? Would you change me, God? Would you help me to give you all the glory, God? Every word that is from myself, would you make it to nothing? But God, would you speak? Would I just be your vessel, God? Would I just be a tool that you want to use, God? Would I just be your mouthpiece right now? And I ask that you would say whatever you want to be said, God, that I wouldn't be fearful, that I wouldn't hold back, but that, God, I would trust you and rely on you. And I pray your spirit would manifest himself in my life, that you would change me to the, from the depths of my inner being, from the depths of my soul. Would you change me and everyone listening? Oh, Father, we are nothing without you. To you we give all the praise all the glory for everything we have is from you. Every good thing, God, is from you. And we acknowledge that you are king and you are God, and yet you are such a loving and intimate father. 
In Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen. So as I was saying, I've really struggled, honestly, with confidence a lot of my life. Um, and a little background of who I am. I, I, Since you guys are new, I want to give you a little background of who I am. My name is Alex, and I have grown up pretty much all my life in a Christian family, um, in Christian culture, and many years of my life uh, living at a church pretty much. My, my mom used to be a children's director at two different churches, and so my life was really, I, I spent days, I five out of the seven days of the week, I was at the church. That's all I knew. I heard the stories. I, I read the Bible. I prayed. I was constantly surrounded by good influences and biblical influences. And, and that's all I knew. I, I was homeschooled. And so a lot of my influence there was also uh, surrounded by Christian community and Christian principles, which I am so deeply thankful for because it did play a part. The Lord used those things to play a part in my later salvation and now relationship relationship, intimate relationship with him. If it wasn't for those things, if God did not provide me a family and a place and a community, I don't know if I ever would have encountered Jesus. I don't know, but yet the Lord was so faithful for some reason. He was so faithful to place me in a family and in a, uh, in, in a time when I was growing up that honestly was surrounded by biblical principles. But with that said, most of my life, I have gained a lot of knowledge. I, I, another thing about me is I recently graduated from college from a Bible school with a, a double major in business administration and Bible theology. And so I, I'm not the most knowledgeable person. I don't know that much, okay? I'm not the smartest person. I'm not a scholar by any means. But like for most of my life, all of my life, I've been intaking biblical principles. I've been reading the Bible. I've been praying. Like these are things that I've been doing for 21 years of my life. And so a lot of the temptation that you can have, especially at my age and in, in the way I grew up, is that I, I so easily default to my knowledge of scripture and my knowledge of God and my knowledge of how to live the quote-unquote Christian life. And here's what I found. Here's what I found in my life is that my knowledge doesn't always transfer to my life. It doesn't always transfer to my life. Like an example of this is, is uh, when, I, when I read scripture and I hear all these things, like, and I'll read scripture, and you'll hear about the different attributes of God, and you'll read about what God can do. Like in, with, uh, with Moses, God parted the Red Sea for the Israelites, right? Remember that in Exodus, where God parts the Red Sea so that they can leave, so that they can escape the Egyptians, and they can get away from Israel. God can do that, right? He's all-powerful. He's omniscient. But so often I read a story like that and I'll put it in my mind, but in my life, I won't truly believe that he can do something that impossible and that awesome and that amazing. And part of the reason that, I, that this podcast is, is named Wonder in Wonder 
The reason I named it that is because I feel like for a lot of us who are Christians, life can just become stagnant and we can forget the wonderful intimacy and presence and providence of Almighty God. We can forget who we are serving because he is awesome and he is above all and he is in all. Like sometimes we have to take a step back and realize who we serve. Who is this God that we serve? And I know in my life so much, God can feel distant. There are times in my life where, where I can't, quote unquote, feel God. Where he doesn't seem close. And there are times in my life where I bank on my knowledge and I think that's enough. And it's not. Because knowing God is about relationship. It isn't about knowledge. It isn't about knowing all these things. Yes, knowledge is important. You want to have knowledge, okay? Like, I, I'd encourage all of you, like, one of my biggest things, I, I like, try to tell students and middle school and high school students, which uh, one of my passions, if you guys didn't know, obviously you don't know because you don't know me, but one of my biggest passions is, in life is to equip and disciple middle school and high school students so that wherever the Lord leads them outside of college, whether that's being a doctor or a pilot or welding or whatever it is, that wherever they go, that they would represent and they would love Jesus deeply and be a disciple that carries out the Great, great Commission. I truly believe that, and that is such a passion of mine because we need students, we need young people who are so, so, so passionate about Jesus and not passionate about the things of this world, not passionate about material things or earthly things, but are passionate about seeing the Great Commission fulfilled and seeing people come to know, like intimately know, not by knowledge, but by heart, the, the awesome, awesome creator and God that we have in Jesus Christ. That's what it's about. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here is that we can give glory to Jesus Christ and we can spread that to the people around us that they might experience it. But recently, as I've been kind of wrestling and was having a, a conversation with a close friend of mine, like uh, one of my closest friends, um, and one of the things that I, I so admire about him is his confidence, the way he carries himself. And it's not like a, a selfish confidence, okay? okay? You meet a lot of people that have a selfish and prideful confidence, and you probably know those people, okay? Maybe you're working for those people. Maybe you know someone who's like that. But it's not this prideful confidence, but it's this humble confidence that you can just see from the person that they are, they're found foundation is rooted on Christ and on Christ alone. And there is a confidence and there is a humility in that. And I will say and brag on my friend, he has that. He has that humble confidence where I get this image of even a tree, right? Like a tree burying its roots in deep, rich soil. And in the same way, I believe all of us are called as Christians, as disciples and lovers of Jesus, that our roots would be deeply, deeply planted in the rich soil of Christ, that we are not wavering, but we are confident and we are humble and we are stable and we know who we, who we are serving and we know who we're loving. 
in every circumstance we encounter. And as I was talking to him um, and, and really processing through honestly underconfidence, which is something I've struggled with. I, I don't know about you. I, I'm a people pleaser, okay? I, I deeply care about the needs of others, which is a great thing, but at the same time, it can be my downfall because there are times in my life where I can compromise, and maybe you have this too, where you can compromise your needs and your passions and the things God has called you for the needs of others. And that's not biblical. That's not biblical in any sense. And so I was, as I was talking with him, we were discussing how do we find a healthy balance between standing on our passions and our callings for Christ, but at the same time loving people and serving people and loving them deeply. And so this passage came to my mind. I read this actually the other day, and it's in Ephesians 3, and I want to read this to you. And this was truly groundbreaking for me, and I pray that it's groundbreaking for you. And it says this. This is what Paul says, okay, in chapter 3, which is pretty much how do we apply the gospel to our lives? How do we live out the gospel every day of our life? That's kind of the context of Ephesians And here's what it says in verse 14. He says, For this reason, I I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. And now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we can ask or think according to the power that works within us, To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. What Paul is saying here is he's praying. Okay, This is a prayer that Paul is having right now. And what he's saying here is just so profound. It's honestly, you you can't really comprehend it. Like when you read the prayer, it actually doesn't really make sense. And I was discussing this with my small group the other day. But he says this in in verse 17. He says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge. Here's what Paul says. He says, you, if you want to be rooted, if you want to know, if you want to have a confidence in Christ... Okay? If you want to have that rooted confidence in Christ, it doesn't come through head knowledge. Okay, you know that? You know you can be a biblical scholar and have no and have no love and have no faith in Jesus Christ. You can have all the knowledge. Your rootedness, your confidence will never, ever, ever come from just head knowledge. 
What Paul is saying here is that your love, that your faith, your confidence in Christ will, will come through love and not a love that you can comprehend. Right? He, he, says, he says that, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge. If you want to be confident and be like a tree that has its roots planted in soil that doesn't waver, I mean, a lot of us, since we're people pleasers, some of you, myself, we waver sometimes. And if we, if we want to have that confidence, it comes through love. It comes through love. And it's not a love that we can learn by the head. It's not a love that we can learn academically. Academically. It's a, it's a love that comes through faith. That's what Paul's saying. There's two routes, okay, friends? There's two routes. The first route is that we can learn to love through knowledge. And the second route is we can learn to love through faith. And here's the thing about both routes. When we learn to love through knowledge, we don't actually know what the love of God is. We're humans. We're limited. We don't know. We can't comprehend the things that are of God. God has perfect love. But if we live by faith, that, and that's what Paul says, you live by faith, you will understand love. You will understand love. And that is so countercultural to the world that we live in today because we live in a world that says hey take all the knowledge you want that's how you understand but what Paul's saying is no 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 you don't understand by knowledge you don't understand by knowing you truly understand love by having faith and trust and belief active act active belief in Jesus Christ. That's how you know love because Paul says later in that passage, he says, and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge. In other words, you don't really know if you know. You really know if you have faith and faith alone in Jesus. And when you have this faith, this love doesn't just stay in your mind. This is the beautiful thing that I've been preaching to myself is that this love doesn't just stay in your mind. When you have faith, like a true intimate faith and belief in Jesus Christ, you, you, this love doesn't just stay in your mind, but it, but it flows from the depths of your heart. It flows from every word, from every action, from everything you do. That's the thing, is you cannot, you cannot explain the love of God. 
You cannot comprehend the love of God. It's so much higher. It's so far above us. And that's why our faith, that bridge we build, that that bridge that God offers us, when we have faith in him, we can't comprehend it. We We can't know it in our minds, but we can know it in our hearts because he has given it to us because he is God and he is Lord. And this isn't just some earthly thing. This is a supernatural gift that he gives gives us that we would allow it to flow out of our very being and our very lives to everybody that we encounter. And I will say, as someone who loves, who loves knowledge, I, 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 I say this carefully because I think head knowledge is important. I think it is crucial that we are learners, that we, that we learn scripture and we learn academically and we learn and are constantly growing in our knowledge. But knowledge, head knowledge, without heart transformation, without faith, is nothing when it comes to a relationship with Jesus. And I will tell you, the more that you know biblically, the more you know theologically, the more you know about just Christian stuff, that is not the gauge you should be using to evaluate your relationship with Jesus. I think of this passage in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13, you know, the, the really famous, you know, lovey-lovey passage and right at the end of it, I, a lot of us read the first half of this passage, but we don't read the last half, which is probably one of the most eye-opening things that Paul says in all of 1 Corinthians. And he says this, okay? He says, Love never fails, but if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. I can't speak. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face, now I know in part, but then I know fully, just as I have also been fully known. But now faith, hope, love abide in these three, but the greatest of these is love. Did I? I think I. And fully known. Oh yes. Okay. Okay. Scratch that. I so right in verse eleven he says, "When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things." And he says this: "For now we know." For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully, just as I have also been fully known. And what Paul is saying here. I don't know why. I just like totally blanked out there. It was a great moment. But what I love about what Paul says there, okay, he he pretty much says, hey, we know in part. And our relationship with Jesus should not be gauged on the reality of how much we know. Because he, what Paul's actually saying, he's, he's saying, you know what? The more I look at this world, the more I live in this world, the more I try to understand, the more I grow towards Christ, the less I know. And he says, for now we see it in a mirror dimly. He says, I don't know that much. Knowledge is is overrated. And even Paul admits, who was a scholar, okay? He, He knew so much. 
He was a biblical scholar who studied years and years of the Hebrew Bible and knows all the connections and all the nuances and all the little theological details. He knew all of that. And even Paul says, you know what? I see in a mirror dimly. Because Paul knew that his relationship with Jesus was not gauged on knowledge, but it was gauged in faith and in love. And that's my challenge to you, is where have you put the stock of your life in? Have you put it in knowledge? And as someone who, myself, who pursues knowledge, who loves to learn, I often find myself putting my stock in knowledge. And the fruit of that is my, is my underconfidence. Because you realize how weak you are. And even though you have knowledge, that doesn't, mean you, that doesn't mean you have heart transformation. That doesn't mean your life changes. That doesn't mean you're closer to Jesus. Yes, it's important. But for you, where, do, where have you put your stock? Have you put it in knowledge? Have you put it in head knowledge? Or have you put it in active faith? In active faith and love. And do you see the fruit of that love and that intimacy with Jesus? Because when you have that intimacy, when you have that faith, okay, that's when you're planted. That's when you have confidence because you're saying, you know what? It's not about me. It's not about how much I know. It's not about how the things that I have in my head know. No, it's about Jesus because I'm so desperate for Jesus and I'm so desperate for his glory and for his presence because I cannot breathe. I cannot move. I cannot get out of bed in the morning without him. And when we rest in knowledge, we believe that we have the sufficiency to live. We believe that we have the power to control our own lives. We believe that we can do our own things apart from God. And that is just a, a lie from the enemy. Because we can do nothing. And when we have that faith, that's when we experience that love. And we experience that, that heart and that in the presence of Jesus that, that so, so takes everything we know, takes every part of our lives and transforms, it to, transforms us into more of an image of him. And for some of you, your spiritual life has been stale and your spiritual life has been dry. And I would encourage you, I would encourage you, spend more time with Jesus. And even just my prayer even recently has been, to, been coming to Jesus. Like my, my prayer as I've, I've been praying these nights is, Lord, Father, I am underconfident. And I trust my knowledge more than you. And I've been honestly praying this Ephesians 3 chapter 3, verses 14 through 21, passage over myself the last few days. And I would encourage it to pray it over yourself. That you wouldn't just know of love, but that you would experience love through intimate faith in Jesus. And my prayer is that you, during these next few days and next few weeks and years, would, would draw into a relationship with Jesus that's not stagnant, that's not stale, but is intimate. Where you're getting up every morning and you're saying, God, you are enough. You are all I need. I pray that that is what your relationship with Jesus looks like. 
that you have a tug and your heart is tethered to his heart and breaks for the things that hurt him and that weeps for the thing that he weeps over, but also rejoices in the things that he loves and the people that he loves. I hope that your relationship with Jesus would be, a, would, that would be alive, would be so alive and so vivid and would be flowing like a river down the side of a mountain. That is my prayer for you, and that is my prayer for myself, honestly. And so as I wrap up, I want to end by just praying, and praying this Ephesians chapter 3 prayer that Paul prayed over this church, and I want to pray that for you, that you would not rest in knowledge, but that you would cling to faith and that you would be brought back into the wonder and awe of Almighty God and who He is and allow that to change your very life. (sighs) Father, I give you this time And I trust that you said everything you wanted to be said. And Father, I, I pray over everybody, myself. I'm, we are so desperate for you. I, I, I'm so desperate for you. God, would, would you... I pray the Ephesians 3 prayer over all of us, God that we wouldn't rest in knowledge and we wouldn't rest in ourselves because we're under confidence, God. Our underconfidence in you stems from the fact that we believe in ourselves more than we believe in you. And I know, I know I've fallen in that. And I confess I have been underconfident and I have lacked in faith and I have lacked in belief in God. Oh, help my belief. And Jesus, would you help us, help me to know your love through faith, through your son, God? And would you do what only you can do? And would you revive our hearts? Would you help us to see you and wonder again and stand in awe of you again? Because we deserve nothing and you deserve everything. Oh, Father, have mercy on us. And would you make this passage the reality of our lives and our hearts? In Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen.